Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get moving with Maria. Inspiration to spend a few minutes each day to get moving on the small things that can make a big difference in your life. With me this morning is Dr. Susan Madsen. She's the director of Utah State University's Utah Women and Leadership Project. Thank you so much, Susan, for being with us this morning. Great to be with you again. Talk with us about this new study that shows physical activity levels are low for Utah girls and young women. What is going on? Well, in general, I have to say that that we're excited to get this snapshot out because we really, it's such an important topic, our physical activity levels, our physical health. And for girls and women, we're actually, most states, I mean, and, and countries struggle with this issue. In Utah, it's, we have, we're a little more generally, we're a little more active than many other states, but we still really struggle even getting the physical activity levels up for girls when you compare them to young men. So when you look at the physical activity recommendations that the the national organizations give, in Utah, really only about 28% of boys even meet those standards. But get this, Maria, 14% of girls even even meet those basic standards. So Girls are are significantly less than boys, about half the amount. So, again, when you compare Utah to the other states, these are sometimes even better numbers than other states. Isn't that sad? Right. So what can we learn from your study to move forward to actually help girls, women become more active? Well, one of the things that that we recommend, we actually didn't talk about this component too much. We had to limit it to four pages, but starting with girls even that are really young, Maria, um, when we look at girls that are really young, oftentimes if they if we can get them really appreciating physical activity, even at one years old and two and three and four, that can help. And parents, of course, are the biggest influencer when when people when they take their kids to exercise when they you know uh, drive their kids to activities those things are great now what we reported about a number of things in the study related to physical education so our PE classes right and some of those are elementary school but you really see this play out in junior high and high school so for the most part, most PE classes really focus on competitive activities, competitive sports, you know, soccer and basketball and, and dodgeball. I don't even know if they have that. They had that when I was growing up. Um, yet what we know is that that really detracts. I mean, young women really at those ages 
really prefer, not every young woman, but prefer non-competitive activities. So biking and walking and hiking and yoga and those kinds of things. So that's one thing that really helps, you know, young women just don't really appreciate exercise. And a lot of they have to do things that they don't enjoy. Right. So is it fair to say most of us know that we need to be more physical, we need to get more exercise. It's not a matter of the education point, but it's a matter of finding things that we enjoy. Oh, perfect. That is. And and one other thing that we highlighted in this that I think is particularly important for girls and young women, especially teens, is that oftentimes their main motivation for fitness is to maintain attractiveness or to be thin. And especially when you get, you know, you know, we see young women around us, that's what they do. And they talk about that on social media. However, the research says that when that motivation really is to be thin, then really some of the other benefits are lost. And the, the biggest thing is we should be moving no matter how we look or whatever. There's so many kinds of, of um, benefits for our cardiovascular and other things. So when we help girls do exercise and fitness for just health and enjoyment, we're going to keep keep their motivations to be physically active are just going to continue to increase through the years. And in turn, we improve everyone's health. Absolutely. You know that physical activity, fitness, and so forth has direct connections with our health. Well, I should say our physical health and our mental health, right? Because physical health, of course, non-fitness is related to obesity, and that's related to heart and diabetes and all kinds of things. But there's such a great connection between mental health and physical activity as well. So what would be your one tip for parents if they need to get there, if they want to get their children more active? What would be your one tip for them? Be more active yourself. The more you're active yourself, the more your kids will be active, the more supportive you are with that. And then let them explore a variety of, of things. If Do they like to hike? Do they like to play soccer? Do they like, uh, you know, biking? encourage them to do anything that's really movement, physical movement and exercise. All right. Thank you so much, Susan. You're great. Have a great day. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.